Welcome to Conversations Beyond the Veil. I'm your host, Sayo Nickerson. We hope that you will join Brandon, Victoria, and I as we aim to make sense of the past, age-old mysteries, and historical figures through mediumship, where we chat with beings or spirits on the other side who have a story to tell. If you are curious about history and our world and always wish that you could talk to someone from the past, then this podcast is probably going to be quite interesting for you. Prepare to be fascinated and intrigued. We certainly are. We never know where it's going to go, and we hope that you will come along for the ride. Hello, everybody. We've got a really, really exciting episode for you this week. So far, this is my favorite one. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because at the beginning, I was kind of like, oh, this is a bit boring. It's somewhat recent. We're just asking these questions, but it became really interesting, actually. Um, so we talk to Elvis this week. <laughs> so and, exciting. Yeah. I didn't even know we were going to talk to Elvis when I got here. Yeah. Why was that again? Well, we had several things and people announced. Yeah, but we're, fi- we're kind of just realizing that we want to somewhat be guided by Vic because she sort of gets feeling or something is stuck in her mind for a few days beforehand. And usually there's a reason for that. So we went with what was on her mind, which I think is a good way to go. And we're going to do that more going forward. Um, yeah, this is a really interesting one because I knew a little bit about Elvis, not a ton. I don't think you knew anything. I knew, you know, that he was a singer. Yeah, like the real broad strokes. Yeah. <laughs> and Vic really knew nothing about him other than she just felt like she wanted to talk to Elvis. So I think that was quite interesting because and might be a bit frustrating for those of you who actually are big Elvis fans that there were some obvious things that um, we just didn't pick up on. For example, um, him getting swept up in world events and we're like, oh, I wonder what that is. And of course, that was big news at the time that he went to war and all of that. I didn't even know that. I knew, but I just didn't realize like what it would be in the 50s that he would be going to war for. And I guess it was just follow up. And Well, wasn't he in World War II? Is that what we found out? Um, I thought that's what it was. No, I don't. I think it was after. He was enlisted after. Anyways. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's a few things like that. I do also wish that when he was talking about different women in his life that I had just said, well, what's her name? But I think, again, like we're just um, testing out these waters with Vic, and I don't want to put her on the spot and have her feel like she's going to get the wrong answer. But she's really good, and she's getting better yeah, every she's, week. She's getting better. And so what I'm starting to do, because when I first started doing these, I was a little bit hesitant on some of the uh, questions I was asked because what if she got it wrong? That's that kind of bugged me. What if she got it wrong? Then, then this 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 might not be real. But so this one, I didn't care. I went into it kind of not aggressive, but I'm just going to ask questions that I, I, that if she gets it wrong, she gets it wrong, and she didn't, and that blew me away. And she didn't know anything about Elvis when we first started this. Yeah, and she's just always bang on with all of. Yeah, so I think as we go on, it's going to become even more and more detailed as she gains more confidence and all that. So it's pretty exciting. Um, the other thing is that we we got these uh, new microphones to try to not just use our phones to record this anymore. And the sound's a bit all over the place because we're still trying to figure out how that all goes. So we do apologize for that. And also, you'll see during this episode that I think one of us develops a little bit of a crush on Elvis. So see if... Uh, you can figure out who that is. So yeah, Elvis, hope you enjoy this episode. Enjoy. 
So welcome everybody. I'm Sayo. And I'm Brandon. And I'm Victoria. Victoria is our medium. And um, lately we've just been going with a bit of her guidance as to who is kind of showing up in her field while uh, during the week while we get ready for this interview. And today, tell us about what uh, we're going to do and why. Today we're going to be talking to Elvis. And yeah, I don't know why. I don't know that much about him. I remember listening to his music when I was younger and he did a concert at school with all of his music. But I actually don't know that much about his life. So you just have a feeling to? Yeah, I, I had a feeling that I wanted to watch the new movie about him, which I haven't watched yet. Um, and then I could just kind of feel, I don't know if it's him around me, but the energy of him and the idea of doing it, like there's something interesting there to uncover. All right. So we'll let you get, do what you do and get in touch and okay. see what comes of it. Okay, so calling in Elvis, the singer, no impersonators. Interesting. <laughs> Obviously, I don't know him, um, but he feels different to what I imagined he would feel like. It's, Can you describe that? I guess because when you know an artist or someone who's famous, you have this idea of who they are, but then when they, he walks in, I'm like, oh, you just feel like any old person. Yeah, like a normal human being. Exactly. I didn't even consider how that would feel, but you expect them to come in all shiny and, wow, but, well, you are a real person. You're not Glitters just... and... Does he, <laughs> did, can you see Elvis? Um, I can feel him more than see him, but I guess because I know what he looks like, it's harder to okay. get an original imprint of... So what does he feel like? There's something about um, a heaviness... Not necessarily a sadness, but there's like a, a weight to his energy. It, it feels heavy. He's not kind of just floating in. His, his presence feels quite anchored and strong. And there's like a, a heaviness in the chest. But he feels like an average guy. Did he come to you for a reason? Can you ask him that? It's like he wants to come through um, as a human, like a regular human, rather than someone who was famous. That's what I'm getting from him. He kind of wants to separate the glitz and glamour around him and just come through as like a person and share some things about life without that stuff. What does he want to share with us? It's interesting. I see him walking off to the left. So if the right were down the path of it's like almost like a hall of fame I'm seeing. Like he could take me down that route of what he did in that part of his life, or he can take me left, where it feels more like he's it's like someone's wholesome life, a path of life without the glitz and glamour. It's almost beckoning me to come like he wants to show me something. Also don't know if he had any pets in life, but even earlier when I was tuning into him I felt a dog of importance, but we can look that up after. Okay, I feel like we're kind of going through a timeline of his life, um, and he's walking me through it along this path. Okay, so we're at childhood. I'd say he feels around three, three years old, and I can see him there playing by himself. Kind of see the significance of this, of why he wants to show that. Sometimes they just want to show a snippet of something they remember, or a moment that's poignant to them, but it doesn't have to have a deep meaning. Um, okay, so he's playing by himself, 
and it specifically feels like a train. I mean, he's playing with a train? With a train, yeah. A toy train. And then in the background, I can feel Heron. I almost feel like there's a look of concern towards him, particularly from his mother. Something in her feels really worried. So he's doing something weird? No. Um, there's nothing wrong with what he's doing in this moment, but there's like this, I want to say fear that he might be broken. Um, but I mean that in an emotional sense. Why would that be? Okay. It's because she feels that way about herself. Because I'm sensing um, a partner there with her, a man, and he doesn't share that same sense of worry. There's a sense that she's projecting some kind of sadness onto young Elvis. Um, and it's, yeah, wondering why no one else around her is upset like she is. Does Elvis know what the upset is? I'm trying not to let my brain come in here because I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, so before recording, Sire mentioned that Elvis was an identical twin and the twin brother um, was stillborn. stillborn. So I just have to trust myself here and, and feel that yes, it is that. Because the heartbreak as a mother is, feels really strong. Um, and not to say that energetically Elvis wouldn't have known that he had a brother and um, felt something too, but she was more consciously aware of it, of course. Makes sense that you would be seeing him play by himself and you'd be like, it's so sad because he could have had a playmate and they would have been so happy together mm -hmm. and then worried that he's lonely as a yeah. result, right? Yeah. But I feel that the father doesn't feel the same sense of... And what about Elvis? Did he have a sense of always having like this sort of unseen brother with him throughout his life? Well, as I'm seeing him walk, Elvis, it, it feels like there's... Because his energy feels, like I said, heavier and, and denser. Like there's, it's earthly. But I can feel an area energy walking beside him. And it does feel like a parallel. Um, so I feel like he knows that his brother was with him throughout life. And there's something, okay, give me a second, there's something there with that. From Elvis. It feels like they would have got on really well because I can see them together older, maybe even now in spirit. So sometimes when um, twins come in, they're soulmates or twin flames or you know kindred souls. Is that the case in this situation? It does feel like a very strong bond and it does kind of feel like yin-yang energy. Um, so that the contrast feels strong, so I'm inclined to say, yes, there feels like a real strong bond there. I don't want to put a label to it. Like so that's really interesting. I'm, I'm wondering if, so a stillborn means that the child is born dead. Mm -hmm. And so he went through the pregnancy along with Elvis. And so maybe that was, I believe in something called soul contracts. So maybe, maybe that was the soul contract, is that they would come in together, and they would form a bond in the stomach, and that's the experience that this soul would have, then Elvis would have a, you know, would, would move on, go on, and have an actual human experience. Yeah. Yep, I feel that. And um, I can imagine that he would need a lot of support for the crazy life he had, mm. but it's kind of nice to know that he had that. And I really feel like he did. Yeah, especially, I mean, how much energy is thrown to him at him negatively, positively, man, that would be yeah. 
having that support, even if he didn't even know it, he probably felt it throughout his life mm-hmm. some sometimes or another that, that's very important even in utero I can feel them it's almost like his twin brothers like infusing him with energy it re- yeah I'd say soul contract it feels like they knew that that was the way forward and this doesn't have to mean that consciously in life Elvis knew that his brother was there alongside him he may have felt distraught by it or nothing at all um, but on a soul level unconsciously that was decided before I feel yeah. they want to take you anywhere else on this yeah. timeline let's see where's next okay now I feel like we're about 14 years old and we're in school I feel like this is where he becomes handsome and he starts to like grow into himself more um, and it feels like people start seeing him which at first feels like oh people are looking at me it's not some people would say, oh, he was born a star or this or that, but it, even if he was, it doesn't feel like he knew that. It feels like there's a point where he had to step into that confidence or see in himself greatness, but it feels like that. There's a moment here when he's around 14, it feels, in those years like where he, yeah, he, he was suddenly seen. Is at this age um, a time when he became musically inclined or was it before that feels like there's something slightly before it because i'm being brought back to the other side and backwards a bit but this feels like more of a time that he would have had maybe more confidence or more opportunity and then i feel like we fast forward a bit um we're 21 around this time things feel more hectic the energy's a lot more bustly and it feels like there's a lot going on Life doesn't feel as direct, like there's a pause um, or something interjects in that trajectory of music life. Something disrupts it, or he could have taken a different path? just feels like there's chaos around him, like world chaos, not mm. like collective, mm. not particularly in his personal life. We'll which, have to look up what years that, that is. Yeah, because that feels had an effect on him in what way it's like he's being swept up into the chaos without choice Mm. to me it feels more like there's panic in the world yeah outside of it's like we zoom out from everyday life where we get to play music and do this and do that but it's more there's something serious happening and people's lives are diverted so he became famous was that in the 50s or 60s i don't have a clue i think i think it's 50s through the 70s, right? Yeah. And so he became famous in the 50s. Maybe it's Korean War or something like that. I don't even know what year he was born. Can he tell you? Let's see if he gives you specific dates. I want to try that. My feeling is like 30s. January 8th, but I forget what year. Well, he died in 77, and he was 42. 42, so that would be 30. He was born in 35? Is that right? I think so. So okay, well, wait, that's a really said. long time ago. Forty, but no, it is. Yeah, nineteen plus thirty-five is seventy. Uh, it makes sense that he got yeah. famous in his twenties and the fifties. Okay. What, what age did you say he died? Forty-two. Uh, Forty-two. Oh, okay, yeah. So that would be seventy-seven. So he was born in thirty-five. Okay. Okay. Well, thirties, great. There you go. <laughs> um, where were we? Okay, there's chaos in the world. It's interesting. He's chopping and changing between sides. 
it's almost like if you would draw out a timeline on a piece of paper and you couldn't fit everything on one side, so you have to like make lines off both sides. So now we're back on the left side. Okay, now here, this is where, I'm gonna hate this word, swagger, but I feel like his um, charm and swagger like developing, there's some, there's something to him here um, where he's stepping more into the musical world. Of course, there's women around him, but he feels like the kind of person where it would be a single woman who would catch his eye. Even if there's loads of people around, not that he wouldn't notice the other people, but there feels like a beeline for one person. Is it always like that? Like, did he play around a lot in his early days of being popular? I feel like he had his moments, but there's this feeling that he needs one person to be grounded. And that's, I'm, I'm seeing that from like a soul level of that would benefit him. I don't know if he followed that, but it feels like he needed a companion to move with him through life. Mm. Kind he, of like we saw his brother doing. But can you tell us a bit about who he chose? Well, it feels like there was different women who helped him through different stages of his life. And I feel like he wants me to say that it's not that um, I loved one more than the other or there was you know, someone was better than the other, that feels important for him to say, but that people had their, their purpose at each time. But there's one woman in particular that's standing out. I'm seeing like a blonde woman, and I'm hearing the line, something above the rest. And I know he just said he doesn't want to, you know, put a hierarchy on people, but there's something about this woman that's like golden and shining. Um, and was this later in his life or earlier? It wasn't one of his first relationships. But it feels like there's this uniting. And I want to, again, say it's soul level. He, there's something. He had something big planned out, I feel. It really seems as though things just like came in at the right time. Um, and with this particular woman, it feels like this uniting and rising up. So I'm really intrigued to find out what that was after. But it, it kind of feels like power couple um, and a time where his music as well would have probably thrived even more because it feels like this genuine like heart and soul behind it. Was he ever married? Do you know? We'll ask him. Alex, why are you married? <laughs> um, I feel like he was. I know of one. But this doesn't feel like that's the woman we're talking about. You know one that? Priscilla Presley. That he was married to her? Yeah, obviously it was yeah, last Janet. name. But he's, he's not talking about her right now. Yeah, she had dark hair. Yeah, Priscilla had dark yeah. hair. For some reason I was thinking Priscilla was his daughter. His daughter is Lisa Marie. Lisa Marie, that's mm. the one that got together with Michael Jackson, right? Yeah. Okay. And Lisa Marie was Priscilla and Alice's daughter. Yes, okay. his only child. Okay. I think it's his only child. That we know of. That we know of. <laughs> that he knows of. No, he would probably we know a lot now. always need that stipulation. There I can hear him saying there'd probably be people that would say that I had their child or something, but I don't feel like he did. What was his, because it sounds like he had a very specific, you know, agenda maybe when he came to Earth. Mm -hmm. Did he, does, can he say what his purpose was and whether or not he felt like he fulfilled on it? It feels like um, raising the vibration of consciousness and the collective conscious through music um, because there's this heart opening feeling in people and just this 
expansion and joy. I like more. Um, because this era in particular, going on knowing here as well, you know, he grew up through war. Second World War was 39, so 45. So there's, there's a dark, the earth feels dark, but he feels like this golden light that kind of pushes up through. And I, I see it as like um, he breaks through the earth and like comes up, it's like punching through a really dark patch. And, and then I'm seeing people dancing on top of that. It's like pulling people out of the darkness. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, that's great. And I think he was quite unifying because, and controversial at the time because he was taking on, you know, his, his um, inspiration was a lot of the black music that was popular at the time, and then he was bringing it mainstream and, you know, all the stuff that nobody had ever done before. It was mm. very cutting edge in a way, and it was, I think, very unifying. I was just about to say, it was about uniting the people, yeah. Yeah, that's a really, really important word there, unifying people. And now I'm being drawn to the song Jailhouse Rock. And even there, it feels like um, he's bringing in people who, like, prisoners. Yeah, communities that are forgotten about and underserved. And he doesn't himself feel like he has any or little prejudice. Def he feels like actually a pretty evolved soul that can't quite understand why Earth is the way it is, or was when he was here. There's like this breaking away from the collective feeling of, it feels like darkness and depression, really. And that's not to say that he didn't sometimes feel that. He feels very sensitive and empathic, actually. I feel like at times, maybe he even had depressive episodes where he felt like low, because he just didn't resonate. Is that why he... Um... I think he got into prescription medicines, or was it actual drugs? Do you know? Um, yeah, I think it was just a lot of like sleeping pills and like just all this stuff to try to yeah function. Did he do that for body pain or for emotional? Let's ask him. Mm, kind of hearing like I w would want to say it's body pain, and I think he would have convinced himself that it was in this life, but that body pain was probably just a manifestation the emotional stuff as well. I don't know if he was that aware of how sensitive he was. I don't think he was. But now he feels like he sees clearly. Mm. Um, are there, is there anything that he regrets? Mm. <clears throat> Doesn't everybody have regrets? I'm hearing like, I, I can't go through my life with a fine tooth comb. Big regrets. Feels like there's someone that he wishes he would have treated better. And this feels earlier on in his life, in his 20s. There's something, something that happened then. Um, he's just saying, like, I was young and I didn't know how to act. But it feels like he would have left someone heartbroken and feeling abandoned. Did she have blonde hair? No. <laughs> I think we know who that one is. <laughs> I actually yeah, don't. Do you know? Well, they got divorced, Priscilla Presley. Yeah, it feels like it would be her. Yeah. Oh, at that age, that yeah. young age. I mean, she was young. They met. He, she, she was fourteen. So. Are you sure? When they first met, yeah. And then they were married when she was twenty-one. Oh, I had, did you do a lot of research on this? Just this one. Oh. <laughs> Not all of it. It was so comprehensive. I couldn't. Yeah. But um, yeah, that that's interesting. 
I guess I have questions around his death. Mm-hmm. Is was it always planned to be at that time, or was it just he just decided he wanted out all of a sudden on a soul level? Good question. Mm. Well, I keep hearing fifties, not the decade, but age. It feels like he could have lived longer, actually, but there's almost like this combustion from the inside, something like the the pressure gets too much. You almost feel burst. But I think that's probably his heart. Yeah. That's what happened to him. His heart couldn't handle all the medication and stuff and gave out. Hmm. And and also, like, metaphorically, when I hear you say his heart couldn't handle it, I just feel like his heart couldn't handle the pain of being here. Hmm. If someone that evolved and sensitive just feels like too much. Was there more that he still wanted to do? Okay, it, just side note, because he keeps drawing me back to Priscilla and the daughter and it feels like he wants to say something it's like that how he acted then in that part of his life wasn't in alignment with who he then became and who he saw himself to be and who he sees himself as now that period just feels like it has a bit of a dark haze over it or I'm feeling the energy of alcohol being in a dingy club kind of feeling he's not proud of it so uh, at that time, was his work more his life than his wife and child? Yeah, I'm hearing like selfishness and greed. But there's something, there's something that switches at some point because then that blonde woman that, with the golden energy feeling, it's a, it's a shift. It's almost like that helped him back on his path and mission. You mean how he behaved with the wife and child? In contrast. Mm. So he, it feels like he went a bit out of alignment, like in our... I just think in our younger years, you know, we come here with a soul contract and things we plan out. And in your younger years, it's, it's much easier to be swayed by other people and the people around you because you're more malleable. Um, so it feels like he, he went off on a bit of a tangent that maybe he should have, maybe he needed to know that. But then he comes back on the path later. He adjusted. Yeah. Course corrected. Yeah, in 30s, it feels. Were some of his songs channeled, meaning that he got inspiration from the divine? I feel like it's impossible for them not to be. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah. Um, like, is it possible for his not to be or for all music not to be? Definitely not all music, because I'm feeling that anything can be created from the mind. Um, but I feel someone of that caliber in this life and for it to resonate with so many people, it had to have been. It's like impossible for it not to be. Um, what about his later years? Because didn't he get become really overweight? Um, how does that sort of all play into his life journey? And I've, I've heard that's the water retention from the drugs he was taking. Okay, so it feels like he comes back on path and then veers off again a bit. What caused that? I don't think the relationship with that woman lasted. Blonde woman. Was her name Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> no, Did they have a thing? I have no idea. I don't know <laughs> really anything about Elvis. I'm excited to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'd be really cool. When, when, when we finish this, we can look it up. Mm. And it feels like there's a crashing down because the t- these two, this couple, they rise up and then there's a crashing down. 
See, this would make me think more of twin flame energy if you Oh, that would make that. a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah, because it's like the highs and the lows mm -hmm. and... Twin flames is a flame. It's Yeah. It's a big, big, big blast. Mm -hmm. And it feels like there's a crashing down and there's n not another opportunity for it to rise up. Has, okay, this is kind of skipping forward, has Elvis... So I believe in reincarnation. I believe that there's past lives, lives now, obviously, and future lives. Has Elvis incarnated in again after he, his passing? No. Hmm. Okay, so I'm talking to Elvis. Obviously, he's not here. But his soul... Hmm. That's interesting. Okay, as I go back and up to the soul level, it feels like a lot of work has been done. It feels very integrated. Okay, if he hasn't, he would be ready to. That's interesting now, I feel like, seeing what he would come back as, or who. Because there's still a lot for him to teach, but it feels like he would be more under the radar. I don't feel that he would come back as a celebrity again. It's like, done that. Um, That's interesting, because I've read that the older souls, they come in, and even though they're raising the consciousness of humanity, they're more quiet, mm -hmm. more self-discovery and, and mastering earth, and mastering spirituality and, and helping others without even you know needing their name to be thrown out there. And that's what I feel. It's almost like I see him in like a village somewhere, really, really under the radar. And I actually see him, I think he would be a woman, he would come in as female. And I'm even feeling like more Mother Teresa kind of vibe, not that he would be, yeah, or at that level of being known, but there's a mothering energy to him that I think is, if he's here, embodying it or learning to, um, or in his next life he will. Is that coming clear as to whether this has already happened or is about to happen or is happening now? He's not hurt yet. He's not at an age where he would make an impact yet, mm. I don't feel. So he could be here, just not grown up yet. Any, any chance he can come to the Phuket area? <laughs> Being in. <laughs> Specifically, cashew <Bali>. tree. <laughs> Another question just regarding, you know, past lives. Is there any information regarding the lives that he might have had before Ooh. that helped inform him the Elvis? Good question. I'm instantly feeling like he had to take a lot of beatings. Yeah. There was so much preparation for this life that and, I feel sad about that. And I'm, I'm guessing there would be, he would have uh, music-oriented lives back then? I'm saying not necessarily. But I'm even seeing, like, hands having to be cut off. Life of punishment. What did he learn from those lives that he brought to being Elvis? Something about power dynamics. Learning to stay in love. His, his I mean, I think every soul, the ultimate thing is love, unconditional love or whatever. But his really feels like has to be treated like such shit and probably killed over and over and still be able to love. To still be able to come back to Earth and see humans as great people. I just overwhelming feeling that he is so unbelievably sensitive. Do you know what his um life path number is? In numerology, we're talking here. Did you say he was born? Well, we thought he was born in 35. 8th of January. That's a power number. Um, abundance and power. 
He's got to be his own CEO. He's got to do his own thing. So eight plus one is nine. So that would be um, the humanitarian. That's his attitude number. So that would be like a Gandhi, a Mother Teresa, okay. Yogananda, um, people who are there to help others. Uh, the weight of the world is on their shoulders, and they want to help the world. I was wondering if he has any master numbers in there. Cause I'm... Well, it's January 8th, so that's 1 plus an 8, so it's a 9. Then 1 plus 9, 10, 3, 5, 8. So it's 9 plus 10, so 19 plus 8. Welcome to our math show. <laughs> 19 plus 8? Yeah, so 27, so he's a 9. Okay, yeah, so he's a 9. Interesting. I was wondering if he'd have any, like, 33 in there. I'm thinking of the path of unconditional love. Maybe in this life. Well, but nine is the most, what is it? It's the most evolved number. Okay. So um, it's usually the last. I, you know, the books all say something different. One book will say, you know, it's, it's, it's the last incarnation of because of, they've experienced so much, they've learned so much, so nine will be the, their, their last incarnation here. I don't think that's true. I don't believe that. Um, and so, um, but it's, it's usually... Like Jim Carrey, he's a nine. Um, Big influence. Yeah. Um, and they're usually reluctant leaders. So people follow them without really them wanting them to because they don't want them to get hurt. However, they have to fight for a cause or something. Mm -hmm. um, they need to, yeah, it's almost like it's almost like a Martin Luther King. Do you know Martin Luther King? Yeah. Um, um, uh, yeah, or like a Gandhi. So Martin Luther King was a seven. He wasn't a nine, but that path would be perfect for a nine. Hmm. It feels like being a leader without the egoic need to be a leader. He's not trying to be something he's not. He's just, he just is. He was born for that role. Yeah, they usually don't want to. A one would want to. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a leader. A nine would be like, please don't follow me, but I really know the way. I know how to heal this. Yeah. I know how to fix this. I know how, you know... I can inspire the world, and I really want to. I want to help. Mm. It feels magnetic. Yeah, people are drawn to him. Talk about a magnetic personality. I mean, they just yeah. went crazy seeing him. Yeah. And there is this feeling of, I don't understand from him. It's kind of like the Beatles. They, like, it would be so weird. Elvis like, and the why? Beatles. Yeah. Why? What, why? What about me is making you go crazy? And faint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Michael it, Jackson. Yeah, they were all needed here on Earth. I feel like really, really important that they came here. And I also actually feel now thinking about it, there are certain people who incarnated during that time. Oh, it's coming to me. Um, there were more people born during that time who never fulfilled that role. So it's almost like there were, you know, so many seeds planted. Some of mm -hmm. them into many are called few answer yeah 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 because that's such a huge role to play and I think some souls also chickened out in a way um, but no human fear mm. and stuff or ego got to them and either they destroyed that from within or just never stepped up to the plate yeah that's um, so just a little off top topic um, I discuss my near-death experience groups and my near-death experience friends. And what you're saying is something that she was told or these near-death experiencers were told. 
and that um, my friend, for example, was told that there was a president, there was somebody in the 60s who was supposed to be the president of the United States, but as a soul, he opted out, mm -hmm. and then somebody else took his place, somebody else stepped up. It, it was a soul that actually had to step up into that. And so, JFK. Yeah, it was JFK. It was his brother who um, died in World War II, and he was supposed to be on a soul level the next president of the United States, and mm. so it was his brother who stepped in. Mm. So yeah, so that that yeah. that kind of resonates with me with what I've been told. I believe that it's like a shift in timeline. You know, if if one thing's missed, then you really need to learn that lesson, or the world does. Someone's going to step in and take that place. Yeah, I'm feeling guilty now, like that I'm not stepping up to do like what I'm supposed to do. Doing it right now. Maybe this is it. Yeah, maybe oh this God. is it. And yeah. how do we know what it is we're supposed to do? I think that's one of the. I know. I need to explore that a bit more. Yeah, I, 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 I'm hoping I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and I have no idea. So it's just kind of guess, follow your heart. Yeah. yeah. Find out when we die. <laughs> Find out when we, we die, succeeded. and and there's no judgment if we did fulfill it. Yeah. Um. However, usually we'd come back to try to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. And there's many different opportunities, I think. They show up in different ways. I feel that way a bit, that I've had like maybe three or four or five opportunities in the last year since I stopped what I was doing before. And then for whatever reason, it chickened out. And, you know, then it's like, well, do this then. Yeah. Like, my so. thing is, is my ego. I believe sometimes I'm, I'm on the right path, and then my ego will get involved, as in usually um, depression or anger. And I'll step off or I'll, I'll create a, a situation where, okay, well, this is going, I'm, I'm not going to do this, so this will push it away. And usually it does push it away, but then I will step, it's almost like I'm stepping back on and with all this new baggage I created, so it's a little bit heavier, if that makes any sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, it's almost like I, I think we can move, move ourselves like what happened with, it's kind of full circle here, what happened with Elvis, how he would step off the path. And I, I think I, for one, have done that probably too many times. Mm. Is there anything he would like to share with all of us today about what he learned in this life that can be passed on? He, it's funny. <laughs> I can feel him there. He's just like sat down. Like, oh, stop talking to him for a bit. But he's like waiting there patiently. <laughs> he hasn't wandered off. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for um, staying. What else do we really need to know? He feels like he would be some kind of guru. He'd be some kind of guru in this life? I mean, in the next life? Thou shalt shake your booty. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be a good guru. Like, he's non-traditional guru in a sense. Like, Makes sense. you know, he's not there being the Dalai Lama. Yeah, why would you want to be a traditional guru, especially for Elvis? Yeah. But all the people are following the him. They're listening to his messages. Yeah. Like, what's the difference? Well, this really? is the modern guru. It's, yeah, it's the way so to come through and share the messages because the masses will listen. Yeah. You have to hit the mainstream somehow. I mean, you'll get a certain amount of masses and the other won't listen. So it's, yeah. it's like you've got to get those that won't listen to the other gurus. Exactly. That's so what's his message to us? Yeah. Okay, what's your message now, Elvis? I'm hearing don't let the weight of the world crush you. Because in a sense, I feel he let that happen a few times. Does he give any tools on how to not let the world crush you? Because that's a lot of the people. 
feels like you really have to stay in alignment with yourself because you can see where he went off the path by being distracted by others. So it feels like if everyone stayed more centered within themselves, then we would move forward more easily. And staying more centered, is that like not worrying about, I don't know, gossip? What yeah, okay. Distractions? Let's be more literal. Yeah, simple things like that. Because I can feel the fear and the panic of what's everyone else doing and what should I be doing? But just coming back to center. And to just, find your true self. Yeah, like your own true north is within. I was just given this advice yesterday. And wow. they said it's like checking in with your spirit guides, like all everything that's out there and seen that's helping you on your path and just not getting distracted and to every day check in and be like, okay, does this feel right? Is this where mm-hmm. I want like what do I want to do next? What do I need to do next? Yeah. And and I like what you said about checking with spirit guides and stuff because I mean there's a balance. You're on earth, so be human, but there is an abundance of information available to us if we can access that. And you can also access that through other people. But the best way to learn is to access it through yourself and connect with that energy what I've noticed lately in life is that I wonder how much like playing out in earthly reality actually matters like what percentage of the work or healing is actually being done in real life and what percentage is happening anyway and like we worry so much that things aren't working out because what we see in front of us isn't moving maybe in the way we want it to but trusting that oh there's so much unseen that is probably, in my feeling, dictating like 95% or more of what actually plays out down here. And for me, patience is huge. Mm-hmm. What plays out in front of me now, like I'm taking this step here. I want to be over here, but I'm taking this step here. If I just take patience, if I just use my patience, it's going to, um, what I want right now is going to manifest, might be a year later, two years later, but there's that trust that we need in order to just keep going, just mm-hmm. keep going. What does Elvis say about any of this? Elvis, what do you say about this? <laughs> I feel like he agrees. I feel there's something he wants to say. Okay. It's like, don't look to me to think that you need to do that much. Because he did do so much here. It's, and there's no comparing someone who, I don't know, a woman that lives in a village and just farms, and him being recognized by the whole world. Like, there, there is no comparison. You don't need to do that much. You don't need to scream to be heard. And not that he was screaming, because he wasn't. But if you're living in that alignment, then the right opportunities will present themselves to you to share your gift or your voice or whatever it is you're here to do. Just as much of a difference. Yeah. And trusting that, um, I think I've said in previous episodes, like I don't like the hierarchy of souls, but some people are more evolved or you have different lessons. Not comparing yourself there. Like if you're like, oh, my life's more mediocre than so-and-so. It's not. It's all divinely orchestrated and everyone has the perfect role. And maybe in the next life, that role will switch and you'll be the star of the show. But that's never to do with ego. You'll be the star of the show and wishing that you weren't. Yeah. Wishing that you were <laughs> in a farm. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's what a lot of people do. They actually um, 
you'll notice movie stars, they'll go and buy a ranch because they mm. want to be in nature. They want to be mm. where their hands in the soil, be on the, the horses. Yeah. It's interesting looking up some child actors as well. I think, oh, I remember that kid from that show. You look them up and they're like, oh, they went to university and now they're working in this job. And you think, what? I know, I do, I do that a lot. <laughs> you were huge. I remember you yeah. on this. And that's, yeah, I wonder there if they didn't continue. Maybe they're the kind of people who didn't continue when they could have. Or perhaps their parents pushed them into it and actually they lived in alignment yeah. and chose, nah, that's not for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, is there anything else that Elvis would okay. like to share before we say goodbye? like we're stealing the limelight from Elvis and just channeling our own things. <laughs> I think Elvis helped that. Yeah, yeah. He, honestly. I like him. Me yeah, too. I really do like his energy. Yeah. I really want to talk to him more. He feels, I just feel, I feel love. He feels like a friend. Yeah. yeah. This is really like, I can't stop smiling when we hear it in my voice, but it just feels so good. Um, and this is, I feel, how he wanted people to feel. And I feel like he's done that. Can I ask one more question? Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's something called soul groups. Yep. And soul groups are, well, massive soul groups that come in as partners and all that stuff um, um, into earth to incarnate in. Um, so it seems like you have a lot of connection energetically, especially right now with Elvis. I was wondering if he can tell you if you're in his soul group. Oh, me personally. Or why that might be. Do you know what? It's interesting doing this because well, I said master number 33 because that's what I am. And I felt like some kind of recognition between us of a mission here on earth. Not that I'm going to be an Elvis. But there's a similar sharing. And lately I've been feeling my lesson is very much unconditional love and not bearing the weight of the world. So I'm, I'm just really resonating with his vibration. And it's like everything I need to hear. I don't necessarily feel like we're no, I don't feel we're in the same soul group, but there's some similar thread of lesson. What did what made him want to come through to you and hanging around you to meet me, of course? <laughs> we he knows we're his biggest fans. <laughs> no, um, I think it's that. I think he, I ooh, I feel it in the back of my heart, like going through me and just beaming through. Like he knew he could. There was just something in me that was resonating. And I, could, I was like, I know I need to talk to you. I don't even know anything about you, really. Like, I, It's not like my parents played your music that much, but there's, I do know your music and there's something, and I want to watch the movie, but I haven't yet. <laughs> yeah, there's just something that like wanted to come through, and he knew I was open to it, so he came in. That's so cool. It's just perfect in every way. Yeah. Because I think it resonated with Brandon, and it resonated with me. So he's like, okay, these guys could probably use my message. Yeah, it feels really synchronistic. Even you said you learned that lesson yesterday from someone and from Juno and what I'm going through. So, yeah, I'm just, I feel so eternally grateful for this. It feels amazing. Yeah. It's wonderful. Well, shall we say goodbye? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you could talk to him today. I'm when enjoying you're the love. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Elvis. Thank you, Elvis. Thank you, Elvis. Oh, just I think we just need to keep listening to his music, and that's where we're going to feel the vibration. Idea. And um, play it. Yeah. And, his, and that's why people are still listening to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go home and listen to Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to watch the movie? I haven't seen oh, the movie. Oh, no, I'm going to watch it, yeah. 
I think it's interesting that you get these senses because I kind of feel in many ways it's like we just go with what Vic kind of brings up as, hey, I can't stop thinking about this or that because it always ends up being somewhat interesting. Yeah, you might, we might do that. Like you'll, you'll feel something and be like, this is who I'm going to be bringing forth yeah. this week. Yeah. And then we can look up more and not talk to her about what we find. No, don't do that. Yeah. I think, I think that's better. Because then it would have been interesting to see what you came up with with the twin, mm. this twin thing. Like you'd been like, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> There's this like other Elvis with him, or something. Yeah. You know, just to see what would have come up without me having told you that. Sometimes I feel like it helps though. I mean, I don't like to plant stuff because I want it to be organic. But as but we go, that's what Tyler Henry says. Um, he's the Hollywood yeah. medium guy. I love him. Um, he really, it's really helpful when he gets some feedback. When mm. he gets some, or else it's. Yeah, it, I think that's yeah. what it's good for, is when you're saying it, I'm like, oh, yeah, by the it way. It feels that, like it opens a door, like yeah. it's, and the room expands, and you're like, oh. It also, yeah. yeah Versus like, knowing in advance. Um, okay, we're going to say goodbye, because we've got somebody at the door. Um, <laughs> that was really great, you guys. And yeah. look forward to the next one. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. So I wanted to follow up on the Elvis episode. Um I had some time to reflect on it and I really wanted to share this with you. So I know at the end Brandon asked whether I felt like um, Elvis and I were in a soul group together and instantly I thought my mind was just no because how pretentious does that sound? And I still don't know <laughs> whether we're in a soul group together or not but um, I reflected with a few friends and teachers of mine after and I mean their reactions just said so much to me. So a teacher of mine, I told her about it and she said, he's not done working with you. And I thought, yes, I could feel that. I knew that and I should have trusted myself. Um, and a friend of mine, I was telling her how I felt when I was talking to him and she just instantly started crying. And she's in this line of work too. So she's, um, yeah, she knows a lot about it. And it was just such a beautiful feeling. And the more I thought about it and the way I felt at the end was just pure love coming through me and I couldn't deny that and I shouldn't have denied that just because I didn't want people to judge me or think poorly of me as strange and it's interesting because it's not just Elvis when I think of Elvis as him in this life it's not the person that I'm connecting to it's his soul and I still haven't fully uncovered everything but there's something there that's so important and I feel like I do know him in some capacity and I'm really looking forward to working with them again.